Hello, this is Veena from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, 31st of October, and the big news of the day is about illegal surveillance. WhatsApp has confirmed that at least two dozen journalists, academicians, Dalit and human rights activists in India were targeted for surveillance earlier this year. The hackers allegedly used a spyware called Pegasus, developed by an Israeli firm NSO, to conduct cyber espionage. WhatsApp contacted the users and alerted them that their phones were under surveillance. According to reports, WhatsApp has declined to give out the number of people who were targeted for surveillance in India. However, a WhatsApp spokesperson confirmed to the Indian Express that the company was aware of those targeted and had contacted all those suspected of being under surveillance. The spokesperson said, and I quote, Indian journalists and human rights activists have been the target of surveillance and while I cannot reveal their identities and the exact number, I can say that it is not an insignificant number, unquote. The disclosure follows a lawsuit filed on Tuesday in a U.S. federal court in San Francisco in which WhatsApp alleged that the Israeli NSO group targeted around 1,400 WhatsApp users with Pegasus. Since WhatsApp wasn't giving any information, we decided to dig around a bit. News Laundry's Pratik Goyal identified some of the people who said they were alerted to the surveillance by Citizen Lab, a Canadian cyber security group which is helping WhatsApp deal with the breach. So far, we have identified nine activists, journalists and academicians who were put under surveillance. To know who these people are, go to newslaundry.com and read Pratik's report. And while you're at it, please do subscribe to newslaundry.com so that we can continue doing such stories and bringing them to you. It takes a lot of effort and resources for journalists like Pratik to do these stories. So please do consider supporting his work. In Maharashtra, Eknath Shinde was elected the Shiv Sena's party leader in the state legislature. Party leader Aditya Thakre proposed Shinde's candidature. Aditya Thakre's name had been doing rounds for the post. The political deadlock continues in Maharashtra, with Shiv Sena demanding that the BJP share the chief minister's position with it. It wants the two allies to hold the chief minister's post for two and a half years each. The BJP has rejected the demand. The BJP and the Shiv Sena have also been unable to reach an agreement on sharing ministries. As of today, the BJP is willing to give 13 to 14 cabinet berths to the Shiv Sena. But the Sena is demanding at least 18, including some of the top portfolios. In a blow to media freedom, the Andhra Pradesh government led by Jagan Mohan Reddy has empowered bureaucrats to sue media houses for defamatory, baseless and false reports. The state cabinet took the decision two weeks ago and has now officially issued orders that will allow secretaries of various departments to lodge legal complaints against media houses. The order states, the government hereby accords permission to delegate powers to the secretaries of respective departments to issue rejoinders, file complaints and lodge appropriate cases, if need be, through public prosecutor against defamatory news items published, telecasted, posted in print, electronic and social media pertaining to their respective departments after following due process of law. This is an advancement of the Government Order Number 938 released in 2007 that empowered the Commissioner of Information and Public Relations to file defamation cases against publishers and editors. The same powers have now been extended to secretaries. Following the suit, Chief Minister of Odisha, Naveen Patnaik has also issued a letter to its employees. He has asked them to adhere to a code of conduct while interacting with the press and has instructed them to refrain from talking to media without prior permission from authorities. 
the General Administration Department issued a circular to all secretaries, revenue divisional commissioners and district collectors. Just reminding you again here, to stop the government from muzzling independent media, support independent media. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Expressing shock over the death of five West Bengal labourers in a terror attack in Jammu and Kashmir, Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee has accused Prime Minister Narendra Modi of pre-planned killing. Banerjee, while speaking to the reporters in Kolkata, said, and I quote, I don't want to discriminate between local and non-local people. But the manner they were murdered brutally after being abducted, I think it is a pre-planned murder. In Kashmir, there are no political activities and there is no political party there currently. The entire administration belongs to the central government, the army and the other central forces. And on that day, a delegation of European Union parliamentarians was visiting the state. In spite of all this, how could they abduct these poor innocent fellows? I'm really shocked. Unquote. Five labourers from West Bengal's Murshidabad district were killed and one worker was wounded by terrorists in Kulgam area on Tuesday. Manipur celebrated National Unity Day despite a shutdown call by the Coordination Committee on Manipur Integrity, that is Kokomi. The centre has issued a deadline of 31st of October to the Naga rebel group to resolve the 22-year-old demand of a separate flag and constitution. People in Manipur's Imphal Valley and some other areas are expected to hit the streets to express their commitment to the protection of the state's territorial integrity. Kokomi has urged people, irrespective of their religion and ethnicity, to suspend all normal activities on 31st of October and be a part of mass protest movement. However, the State of Youth Affairs and Sports Ministry organised a Run for Unity event. The marathon was flagged off by State Youth Affairs and Sports Minister Late Pao Haukip in the presence of Education Minister Radhesham Singh, Lok Sabha MP Dr. R.K. Ranjan Singh, Chief Secretary of Manipur Dr. Suresh J. Babu and several Youth Affairs and Sports Ministry officials. The indefinite strike by doctors associated with Federation of Government Doctors Association in Tamil Nadu has been shunned by the government. State's Health Minister C. Vijay Bhaskar has instructed the doctors to get back to work by 2 p.m. or else their post will be declared vacant. Addressing the reporters in Salem, he said, and I quote, They will be removed and their post will be made vacant for others to apply if they do not resume work. About 10,017 doctors have already applied for the posts. Unquote. The protest, which has entered its seventh day, has doctors demanding better pay as per the clause in Government Order 354. The strike was to remind the state government to fulfil demands assured to them in a meeting held between the Doctors' Association and the government on 27th of August this year. Facebook announces that it has removed three networks of accounts which were allegedly associated with Russian oligarch Yevgeny Prigozhin. The Kremlin-linked businessman whom US authorities accused of interfering in the 2016 presidential election. The networks included more than 170 Facebook accounts, pages, groups, as well as Instagram accounts with nearly 1 million followers. It was used to target eight African nations with messages intended to strengthen Russia's political and commercial priorities. Some of the images featured President Vladimir Putin alongside African leaders. Facebook linked the coordinated influence operation to Prigozhin, who is known as Putin's chef because of his politically connected catering business. Before I sign off, here are a few things you should definitely check out on newslaundry.com. Arvind Kejriwal deployed 13,000 marshals in DTC buses in Delhi. 
I wrote with them on their first day of work and got to know a bit about their background. Read my report riding with the marshals. And if you want to listen to something amazing, Rajeshree and Abhinandan are back with Awful and Awesome. And this time they talk about the movie Sand Ki Aankh, Shah Rukh Khan's interview by David Letterman in his show My Next Guest Needs No Introduction and more. So go to our website and listen to the podcast. That's all for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you are listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.